Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello, Kitchen Table Theology friends. As you know, we're taking a little break in this season of our podcast. I'm your host, Jen Denton, along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, where we're usually systematically discovering the things the Bible teaches about yeah, but we thought we'd just big do theological different. concepts. Yes, yeah, so we're going to make it fun, break it up a little bit. We're going to give you a quiz. A New Testament quiz. A New Testament I can hear quiz. the groaning already. Oh, no. And so for those of you that like, if you want to you know, get out your pencil and paper and see you know, just how well you score, then there are going to be... By all means. Go go right ahead. If you're on a treadmill, uh, <laughs> don't write. If you're driving... Driving a car, I was write. going to say. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask a question. We're going to give you multiple choice and just see how you do. It, the, everything's in the New Testament. So just keep that in mind. And uh, we'll we'll do a little bit on this podcast and we'll finish it up on the next podcast. So, Jen, are you ready? I think so. Are you going to give them the answers right away? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they don't, the, they don't have the to answer. wait on pins and needles or turn anything upside down. They don't no. have to turn the podcast we're, upside we're gonna down. We're going to give the answer right. I give you a minute to think about <laughs> it and come up with the answer in your head. And uh, no fair Googling. Nope. Actually, no I phones. won't. I'll give you the answer before you can get it off of Google. But uh, no, some people are really fast typers. Well, yeah. Well, let's see how you do. Well, I, you know, what. There's there's no prize available, so it's just the, um, you know, that you know you've you're you're you have a good knowledge of the New Testament, or maybe your knowledge is going to be proven to be extremely <laughs> weak, which is a good reason to be listening to the Kitchen Table of Theology. So here's problem. the first question: What did Simon Peter do for a living before he became an apostle? What did Simon Peter do before for a living before he became an apostle? Was he a carpenter? Was he a fisherman? Was he an itinerant preacher or was he a baker? Simon Peter, what did he do before he was an apostle? What do you got, kitchen table theologians? If you guessed he was a fisherman, you got it. So Simon Peter was a fisherman before he became a disciple of Jesus. I felt like I needed to do that little from yeah, we the, need some Jeopardy music. well-known... Maybe we can get our sound engineer, Patrick Nichols, to... <laughs> to pipe it in. Pipe it in. I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> Rights and copyright. Yeah, we'll have to pay things. millions yeah. of dollars to use it. <laughs> well, let's get to number two. In the Gospel of Mark, how did the Virgin Mary learn of her pregnancy? Let me say it again. In the Gospel of Mark, how did the Virgin Mary learn of her pregnancy? A, there is no virgin birth in the Gospel of Mark. B, from the angel Gabriel. C, Joseph learned of the news in a dream. Or D, Mary had a vision. Pause. Pause. Oh, I don't think this one was fair. This one was this a, a trick, trick question. question. Yeah, you gave him a if trick question, If you guess the answer was A, there is no virgin birth in the Gospel of Mark, then ding, ding, ding. But you did give you a hint. You, you did repeat I did. Twice, with a little emphasis. So I don't know how any of our listeners are going to trust you for the rest of this quiz, but. Yeah, but that just shows you that I'm a very helpful test proctor. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, you kind of yeah. prompted that one. Okay, question number three. We're going to do 13 questions. So okay. here we go. Number three Who is Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles? Who is Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles? 
Was he Paul's intern? Was he the first Christian martyr? Was he the founder of the church at Corinth? Or was Stephen one of the apostles? Paul's intern, first martyr, founder of the Corinth church, or one of the apostles? Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles. Who was he? If you guessed the first Christian martyr, uh, yes, you got it. Acts chapter 7. Verses 54 to 60, you can read about Stephen's martyrdom. There we go. Number four says, the author of Acts is the is of the apostles. The author of... Why am I Let's having trouble over. reading this Let's today? Let's just start over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me. Number four, the author of Acts. Acts of the Apostles also wrote which of the four Gospels? Is it A, Matthew, B, Mark, C, Sebastian, or D, Luke? So the author of Acts also wrote one of the four Gospels. Who was it? Why was that so hard to read? Uh, It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) What's the answer? Well, for those of you that said the unknown Gospel of Sebastian, you are wrong. (laughs) And those of you that said D, Luke, you are correct. All right, number five. According to the Gospel of Matthew... Uh, this is not a trick question, but so <laughs> according to the Gospel of Matthew, who visited Jesus at his birth, and where did this meeting take place? According to Matthew, who visited Jesus at his birth, and where did this meeting take place? Now, lean in here because these are longer multiple choice. Mm. A, the three wise men in a stable. B, Five shepherds in a stable. C, the three wise men in a house. Or D, five shepherds at a midwifery center in Palestine. So according to Matthew, who visited Jesus at his birth and where did this meeting take place? Three wise men in a stable. Five shepherds in a stable. Three wise men in a house. Five shepherds at a midwifery center. You shouldn't laugh at some of the choices. That kind of gives it away. That does sort of give it away. (laughs) Well, if you said three wise men in a stable, you are so wrong. Uh, Not even, not even right. And your nativity set is probably wrong at Christmas time. That's exactly yeah, and that's in all the nativity sets. But the correct answer is the three wise men in a house, according to. To Matthew and Jen, while you go, I'm going to look that up because every time I do this, give people this question, they argue with me because <laughs> they they say there's no way it was the three wise men in a stable, not in a house. My kids did too, but once they learned the truth, then whenever they see a nativity set set up, they it's grab wrong. the wise men and like move them <laughs> far away. Like it's taking them months to get there. Well, all right, it, let me just give here. It's in Matthew two eleven. Because some of our listeners are going to get people at Christmas. You're going to, you'll take this and you'll ruin some people's Christmas you with will. this. But what we read is after coming into the house, they saw the, uh, the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. By the time the shepherd, I mean, the wise men, the magi got to the Christ child, he was a Christ toddler almost. He was months old 
He wasn't an infant baby in the manger. So sorry if that just ruined Christmas for you. Or it just freed up some space on your mantle, yeah. maybe, if you don't want to include them in there. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to number six. By what name was Paul of Tarsus known before he began his missionary activity? Was it A, Simon, B, Levi, C, Saul, or D, Stephen? All right, and the answer, of course, is C, Saul. Saul, yep. Saul turned to Paul. Saul turned into Paul. Number seven out of 13. According to Paul's formulation in 1 Corinthians, which is the greatest of the imperishable qualities? According to Paul's formulation in 1 Corinthians 13, those of you who know your Bible, that will be the biggest hint I'm going to give you, (laughs) which is the greatest of the imperishable qualities? Is it A, charity, B, chastity, C, hope, or D, love? Well, that's D, love. That, D, 1 Corinthians 13 is often referred to as the love chapter, mm. and Paul says love is the greatest of all. There we go. Number 8 of 13. 8 of 13? Yes. That's how far we're going. All right. Who was the high priest of Jerusalem who put Jesus on trial? Was it A, Caiaphas, B, Pilate, C, Herod, or D, Caesar? So who put the high priest? The high priest of Jerusalem who, who put, put Jesus, Jesus on trial. On trial. Give, us, give us our options again, A, please. Caiaphas, B, Pilate, C, Herod, or D, Caesar? Ooh, I think some people are going to get tripped up by this. Maybe. But if you did not get tripped up by answering A, Caiaphas, then you can double check your answer in Matthew 26, verses 57 through 67 that says, yes, Caiaphas was the name of the high priest of Jerusalem who put Jesus on trial. Pilate had him on trial, but Pilate was the Roman governor. Mm -hmm. Caiaphas was the high priest. Yep. Number nine, in the gospel according to John... Which of the apostles doubted Jesus' resurrection until he saw Jesus with his own eyes? Now, that one's way too easy. Mm. But which of the apostles doubted Jesus' resurrection? Was it Paul? Was it Thomas? Was it Judas? Or was it Peter? I'm not even going to give you much time. That, that was Thomas. <laughs> Poor and old that, guy. He yeah. always has doubting Thomas in front of his... For, forever, forever and ever. Forever and ever. That was easy. That's in John 24. All right, number 10, in the, in the book of Revelation, Ooh, okay. we're, we're diving deep now. Ooh, who does the beast represent? In the book of Revelation, who does the beast represent? A, this is a hard one. An adulterous woman. B, the Roman Empire. C, non-believers. Or D, Jesus when he returns. Let's say it again. In the book of Revelation, who does the beast represent? A, an adulterous woman or adulterous women, B, the Roman Empire, C, non-believers, or D, Jesus when he returns. If you said the Roman Empire, then you are correct. You can double-check that in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. And with all of the various interpretations of the book of Revelation, I'm sure some people will check <laughs> on that. Romans, uh, Revelation 13, 1 to 13. Uh, one to three, sorry. All right, number 11. We're almost finished. According to the Gospel of Matthew, where did Jesus' first public sermon take place? 
According to Matthew's gospel, where did Jesus' first public sermon take place? A, on the plane. Not the airplane, the P-L-A-I-N plane. Spelling is important. Spelling's important. <laughs> That's a word with a double... Oh, no, it's not. I was going back to the double meaning words the from the previous me- podcast. Well, yeah. Well, we're close. Okay, was his first public sermon on the plane? B, Hebrews coffee shop. That's that's just ridiculous. You didn't <laughs> laugh, but you still noted <laughs> it's it. so dumb. <laughs> And I wrote this, C, in the temple, or D, on the mount. Where does Jesus' first public sermon take place? On the plane, the coffee shop, in the temple, or on the mount? Well, it took place, his first sermon was on the mount. The sermon on the mount is in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. All right. Well, number 12, we're getting close here to the end, to landing the plane. Plane, oh, <laughs> Do you see what I did there? <laughs> All right, we move on. In the Gospel of John, for whom did Mary Magdalene mistake Jesus in his first resurrection appearance? Did she think he was A, Peter, B, a gardener, C, a ghost, D, her father? Is it A, Peter, B, a gardener, C, a ghost, D, her father? Who did Mary Magdalene think Jesus was in his first resurrection appearance? And if you said a gardener, you would be correct. He's the gardener. He was. She thought he was the gardener. Yep, sir. What if I think she? Sir, what did you do with him? Hmm. You know. And then she didn't recognize him until he said her name. Hmm. All right. Last one for this podcast. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, what teaching is he trying to convey? So, what what was the overall theme of his letter? to the Corinthians, or both of his letters to the Corinthians, was it A, unity amidst diversity, B, sexual restraint, C, love as the most important virtue, or D, all of the above? Main concept, the main idea behind both Paul's letters to the Corinthian church, what's he trying to convey? Unity amidst diversity, sexual restraint, Love is the most important virtue, or D, all of the above? If you know your letters to the Corinthians, you answered D, all of the above. Paul covered those three things, and they really sort of rise to the top of what he was trying to convey to them. So there you go, 13 questions from the New Testament. How did you do? Uh, I wonder how we would have done if we didn't have the answers in front of us. Mine would have been all of the above. <laughs> yeah. You always go with that one? Is that a trick? I don't uh, know. Of the, of, of it's just a good taking. way to end today. Just all of the above. All, all of, of the them. Above. All I of hope them. that you had a little bit of fun with that. Maybe you were walking on the treadmill or driving in the car, and it, it got your mind on uh, Scripture a little bit. And if you, um, I hope you did well. If you didn't do well... Open your Bible up, start reading, start studying a little bit more, and um, we're, we'll come back in our next podcast, Lord willing, and we will finish the quiz with 12 questions. And as we wrap up today's podcast, even today's activity, we hope that it will help you remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again right here on Kitchen Table Theology. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, 
you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.